once again, take two for this life shit crazy. I think that's I think that's just the ritual. Like that's just what it is. You know, I start talking into the mic. Like of course I test my audio, I'll be like, yo, check one, two, one, two, and I listen to it back to make sure it sounds fine and everything. But it seems like <laughs> like it might be an ongoing ritual of starting and then just being like that shit ass. Like I mean <laughs> let me just try it again. Cause that's exactly what I did. Like I was talking, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm feeling it. But episode two of this life shit crazy, that that's crazy. One episode is impressive, but two, that makes it real. And when I'm when I'm at 10, 50, 50 bro, imagine 50 episodes. Holy fuck, that's gonna be crazy. But I'm excited. If I did not mention, I probably had to. This idea has been it's been something in, in the works for a good minute. And to actually make it a reality is I, I can't even I don't even know what's the word. It's not like refreshing. I, it's just it feels big. It feels big because it's like if I start here, I start with like th- this was one of my one of my plethora of ideas, and I, I'm just not like I'm I'm now like actually making a reality. It's like what's next, and that's the thing. There's so much that is next. I'm telling you. Um, let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about like future plans, future projects. So this podcast is called This Life Shit Crazy, and I have an, a TikTok also under the same name. It's like you know my little brand. And I'm, I'm going to make content that's like this podcast, you know, like inspirational stuff, life advice. Also, in my mind, I just have like surreal, inspirational content. What does that mean? Like, you know, like really good B-roll that's just like, just as you awestruck, it's like, wow. Like, even though this is just this little scene or pan or whatever, this is amazing. Like, I want to capture those moments in the city and then also give like really good advice and 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 um just be uplifting but let's let's jump into the the meat of the episode last episode i said maybe i'll delve into shy guy chronicles that's gonna be a thing 100 percent. but i feel like there are more important things to touch on first first thing being i'm unemployed i i quit my my teaching job it was it took its toll it, it was taking too much of its toll on my mental health and it was taking its toll on my physical health like I, I, like I, <laughs> I feel significantly healthier than I was when in the role. I hope I don't sound shaky. It's just, it's like 50 something degrees, but it feels brick in my apartment. So trying to, I got my burrito blanket wrapped around me. You know, I'm, I'm wrapped up. I'm the meat because I'm, you know, a little brown boy, light skin brown boy. <laughs> shut, the, shut the fuck up. Um, I just hope I'm not shaky, but there, there were days I would come home. I would sit on my couch and I'd just be super depressed just literally like just in that fog that if you've been depressed before like when you feel like true true depression it's crippling you're, you're just kind of stuck where you are um nothing seems enjoyable it's very hard to get out of the rut that you're in um and i, I found myself constant yeah constantly just coming home sitting down depressed or even when like the day is winding down and i'm like walking through the yard about to dismiss these kids I'm just like contemplating like I like is this this is this is life right now for me like this is this is what it is like just giving so much to this role and it just like just bleeding me dry it's just I couldn't I had to advocate for myself because I I felt like I had like a trifecta or whatever the um four quadruple version is of just like like just bad shit in my life like I really reflected on that I'm like oh my god like it's 
it's shit here, 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 and here in this job. I needed I needed to give myself something positive. So I, I advocated for myself. And of course, I definitely like th- this this is gonna be deemed re- irresponsible. And I, and I can I can acknowledge that leaving without having another job, but right now the job market is it's really tough for everyone. Like everybody across the board, like even people in those like super competitive jobs like Apple and Google, there's been huge layoffs. So the job market right now is it's it's soul crushing. And I tr- definitely tried to get another job. I applied to different roles within the company, which maybe isn't smart, but I just wanted to try my luck and see if I could jump into another role, a better role. And um, no, um, essentially me still being employed there was holding me back. Ooh, that just made me remember. I applied for um, an assessment assessment associate position for schools. Essentially, you're you're just making sure that everybody got all their materials and exam materials for you know, however many fucking exams these, this place has. I feel like they have so much shit. But you just make sure everything's prepped and ready and, and smooth for the, the teachers and the students. Um, that interview was botched the, like, the minute, like, the second I stepped in. First off, I was ready for this interview. I knew what time it was, and I, and I made sure that I was, I was showing up on time, even, when, even though it was directly after dismissing these kids. Like, I told some other teacher, like, hey, listen, I have this interview. If I can come up, like, immediately, like, bring up this kid a little earlier, like, I would really appreciate it. And everything went smoothly. I come in. It's it's time for the interview. And I'm waiting. No call. No email. Nothing. I get nothing. And I'm like, that's weird. We kind of had, um, bro, I'm really shivering. I need to wrap myself a little, a little tighter for a sec. Cause I don't want my audio to be shot and like, <laughs> like you know, I was trying to do the interview and like, like, come on. Okay. I'm wrapped up. Tight Chipotle burrito type beat. So I got nothing. It was time for the interview and I got absolutely nothing. And I'm like, um, you know, maybe shit happens. You know, maybe her previous interview is running a little long or something. Ha- something's going on. So I wait. I wait. Five minutes. Ten minutes. Twenty minutes. I'm like. Within this time frame, I'm like emailing all the the people that I can, like people that that reached out to me for the for the first process of this interview, um, people that that knew the, the interviewer. The I found the direct interviewer's email and even reached out to them. Nothing, right? But after a while, finally they 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 reached out to me, and um, once I step into the interview, she was saying like, "Oh yeah, I just marked you down as a as a no show. Um, you should have got something something in your email." And I'm like, "I don't have." anything and she seemed like insistent that there was a link I, I i even forwarded it to her so she can see it i have a date and a time there was absolutely no zoom link nothing it just told me exactly when it was that's it so nice i marked as a no-show for something for a fuck up on her end and she you know she acknowledged that that wasn't my fault but it still seemed like kind of a little backhanded like it still was somehow which is bullshit and she was just saying like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna look over this. Uh, I'm gonna look over this with my team to make sure this doesn't happen again. And it's like, yeah, um, this fucking shouldn't. But it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that that killed the interview. This woman, listen, yes, it was 4 p.m. I like around then, right? It, the day is like pretty much done. That's when people are going home. You don't think I wanted to go home? But I was still high energy. This woman, oh man, she was not giving anything nothing like when i'm like you know you try to give your best self in interviews 
she was not like there was no bouncing off there's no like you know like sometimes like the person takes joy in what you're saying it's like understanding and genuinely listening to you for her i remember sharing something and she's like thank you for sharing that what the what the fuck what the fuck is that and, and it was even less emotionless and this this woman like like listen i got resting bitch face but like my shit breaks i smile you can see it it's it's also reflective in my tone that i'm obviously not a bitch or like pissed off or anything but this woman like she was carrying her exhaustion in this interview and honestly that's not fair that was not fair for me that was bullshit and i feel like i did not have a chance at all and you know what maybe it doesn't even matter because when she was describing the role it's she made it sound like it was punishing which didn't make sense to me like she was saying like she was one of the types of people to like instead of finding another role she uh what was that expression that she used I don't know, dug her feet in the dirt and like stuck it out. You know what? All power to you, ma'am. But me and also this new generation? Nah. When a place is bad, you gotta go. That's just how it is. Doesn't like another place is gonna appreciate you more, pay you more, ETC. But she was mentioning that. And it it really like there was even like this weird comment, like when she was asking like a bit about like asking about me, I gave a complete response like I, I told her about a lot about me like um like what what i value my interests and and what i want to do and such and she and what was oh my god i wish i remember the word it's just it's been so far from now and i the, when something is just pissing you off you got to throw it away so you're good but essentially saying like i gave a, a complete response because i i gave like a lot of background about me and it wasn't like i was talking forever i was just you know Given all the details, I'm showing you who I am. The fuck? That shit sucked. Absolutely fucking sucked. And I was coming, I like, bro, I was manifesting for this shit. Like, I really wanted it because I wanted to get out of this job so bad. But it wasn't It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be, and it's frustrating. So I just had to continue in this role. And I was applying other jobs. And I knew something was up because, well, yo, also another problem, right? Sorry for, like, you know, jumping around a little bit. Not only did they have this problem with sending out invites for interviews, right? Their system all of a sudden randomly like just ran like was sending out decline emails to people. Like, I'm sorry, we're not going forward with your application. I got one. Like, yeah, I, I got one and they followed like they followed up with me like, no, we actually do want to follow, follow up with you and see and continue the process. And I'm like, it was just a problem with, with our system. What the fuck? Are you serious? And I kept that in mind because when I started applying to more places... Bro, I applied to a place the night before, the the morning or the afternoon of, instant decline. I was like, no, no fucking way. You decline me like th- like you give me you you give me a chance in the assessment associate role where I I don't have like a lot of experience in that end. Like, of course you can you can market your skills f- for anything. You can you can really find strengths in in anything. But I will say like I didn't have the I don't have the the biggest data analysis background but i still could have made it work so if you gave me a chance in the assessment associate role but then for a communications role i don't get a shot and that's literally my major and background like customer service and whatever whatever that did not add up so i needed to check and it turns out i did get another chance for one of the interviews and another one it was like nah like that was a genuine decline i'm like okay you know what fuck you i remember you all right um and i was talking with a woman and she was saying like you know the, the problem was, like, I was still in this role, and they didn't want to make it seem like they took me from here to work there. And it's like, do you un- I completely understand why you're thinking this way, but um, 
you know, it's like y'all are, you're treating me like this, 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 this piece. I don't know. I just felt like owned, to be honest. Like, oh, no, no, no. My place is here in this school. Like, I cannot create this gap. You, There's no way you can create this gap in this school. So you, like, even if you're, you're, you yourself are trying to move to a different role, not happening. And it's like, I, I, I'm a person, free will, my choice. Like, I could just drop this role to go to this other one. So it didn't entirely make sense, but um, we said we would follow up. Um, and maybe I should now. Maybe I should call the that specific woman and be like, hey, um, I've been long gone from my teaching role. What's up? But yeah, that wasn't going well. So I, applying in network was not going to work. And it's weird because they encouraged you to like, oh, do you already have uh, an email with, with our company? Apply through your portal. And it's honestly just to pretty much just a speed run getting declined. Like being like, oh, you you still work here. So sorry, you cannot have any of our other roles. You have to stay exactly where you are. No, I am not staying exactly where I am. I advocated and I left. So far, I've been unemployed, and it's you know it's been it's been fucking amazing, honestly. Like holy shit, not having to wake up ridiculously early, not waking up angry, not feeling depressed. It's it's all just pluses from here. Like I'm. I haven't had stomach problems in a good minute. I'm exercising again, so I feel and look stronger. I actually gained some healthy weight. Bro, all pluses after leaving this place. And I actually, I didn't leave on a bad note. No bad blood. My, the, when I gave my, reg- my um, resignation letter, the, the principal was very shocked. But it's like, I mean, I've been talking about like transitioning to something more in my field. I'm like, teaching is great, but... It, this is not fully it and like the main thing was it's like well the, well, the breaking point um not only are you just naturally having to give so much for the role um the, those reading tests that they give children you know the ones that we had to take you know we got that that nice plastic gleaming clean book on caterpillars or some shit like giving those reading tests has to be the most inefficient system i've ever experienced in my fucking life and I, I was like that alone. I was like, nah, I can't do this shit again because it happens every few months. They got to test the kids, you know, I was not going to do that shit again because I had to somehow do, bro, why am I, this is why guided reading specialist is on my resume because who said I'm qualified for guided reading? Who who said I'm qualified to, to, to like qualify for teaching these kids like how to read? Like I did it. We actually, I actually had some, like some great kids and they actually did eventually really liked the book that we were reading but i came here to teach um and i thought it was going to be like writing thankfully it's not because holy fuck i can't be a homeroom teacher like just one class no bro that's too much kids for one day just just them all day can't, couldn't do it so i'm glad i was given a science teacher role but this is the thing right i was hired as a science teacher and all of a sudden we're doing guided reading and i just want to add i hate the fact that like this this there was this fucking moment when my uh assistant principal it wasn't even asking to support and guided reading. It was just like, hey, so you got to start guided reading um, by Thursday. And it's like, uh, okay, thank you for you just took up. You just took a part of my morning and I can't just like, you know, mentally prepare anymore or prep. You you really just took out a prep to do this thing. Cool. And you know what? The, the, this cherry on top that has me fucking living like on fire like the, the audacity to put in an email, like, thank you for your flexibility. It's not flexibility if you just impose this thing. 
Like I, I hate toxic positivity in workplaces. I can't, I can't stand it. I don't, I don't like engaging in it, and I don't like it because it makes people fake, and it makes people fake, and it does like ridiculous shit like that. So, so it was guided reading, and I got a little time. No, no, not even, not, not even. When there were those fucking reading tests, I practically abandoned guided reading because I had there was like a deadline. It was like this is a deadline you cannot miss, and they only gave us two weeks. The year prior, they gave a month. What the fuck is this company doing? So we just had this deadline. And you had to just fit these F&P tests while teaching. Like still prepping for teaching. Teaching and doing guided reading. But also doing F&P tests. So at a point, I just kind of had these kids read together. Um, and I was just doing these reading tests to the best of my ability. Because like there's, there's, a, there's a lot involved in this rubrics and shit. And it's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to give this kid like the best fucking reading test ever even though i have never seen the system in my life and i've only seen this short video about it this place has needed a guided reading team to focus on fmp tests and helping these kids in their reading levels because they are progressing in grades but their reading level is low so that's what i was doing literally like that like before it was like the weeks before they, they, there was that uh one of the breaks uh christmas break i'm like, just in the morning, it was so go-go. It made it, like, even more go-go-go. It was so fucking ass. So I just, I I get into the building, and then I'm like, grab these fucking reading, guided reading kids. And after a point, I just didn't, because I'm like, I got to do these tests. I go to the stairwell to do the, give this kid a reading test, because this kid, there's, bro, there's no room. There's no room to give this kid a silent, productive environment to do this test. I'm in the stairwell. Like, what the f- <sighs> So, I'm just letting kids- read together i i guess and then um doing these tests i've never done in my fucking life and then to go teach kindergarten to then fit in another reading test because now i have like you know that prep i got that break fit some more reading tests before teaching like it was fucking ridiculous like the in the, the the paperwork for it like so monotonous and it's like if a kid if like listen i love that these kids and i definitely want you to pass little one but if you keep passing then that means I'm spending way more time on this one kid. So imagine, like, I'm trying to do at least two to three reading tests within my little time block before teaching kindergarten. But one kid alone takes the whole block. And I still have, like, ten kids to do. That's fucking inefficient. And nobody... I only got help till the very end because it's like, if I'm behind, like, the deadline passed. There was no way I was hitting that deadline. It was unreasonable and stupid. And instead of getting help... You just got like your assistant principal and other people on your fucking ass about it. It's like, okay, cool. Like we got this, we got this little, little vibe of like, you know, collectiveness and family and getting get through the struggle. But it's like, no, it's just someone giving you these fucking problems, no solutions, no, no effective solutions, no effective systems. It was dumb. And I knew like, I knew I was like, oh, I cannot wait to give my fucking resignation letter and for the time to come to go because this was fucking ridiculous. And when they had those exam days, like grading like 100 plus kids exams, what the fuck? Like, I'm glad I didn't have, I'm glad they had the, the, the sense to not like have me teaching in that time. Because it's like, how the fuck am I going to grade 100 plus papers and also teach? Like, that's, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that does not make sense. I, I need this time to like, I'm glad they get at least allocated time for like the whole day, actually just that one day that they're doing the exams to grade all of them. It was a lot and ridiculous.
and I could not put up with that shit. So I left, and I could not be happier. I feel bad for leaving the kids, but it's it's not just their life; it's mine. So I had to do something for me. Like I remember that my the principal saying something along the lines of, like you know, you've been you've been um, up until this point, you've been doing everything for the kids, and it's like. Yo, do I do I just not fucking matter? These kids don't these kids don't get an education without me. <laughs> like, come on. Like I'm the reason that they they learn and, and grow and shit. And there's just not enough appreciation for this. And honestly, not enough appreciation for teachers just around the world. They need significantly more pay. And all this bullshit needs to end. No. Like things need to be in smooth beelines for teachers because they have to endure a lot. There were some annoying ass fucking kids that I had to deal with day to day. I'm not gonna lie, there was one class I was really not looking forward to because there was some annoying ass fuckers. So these teachers deserve way more. But that's enough. That's enough about that. 22, 23 minutes of 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 this of this shit. That's how you know I'm fired up. I'm now more. I, I feel like I have a renewed value and investment in creativity. Like now my my creative brain is coming back. I felt like I had this an analogy that like this part of me was just on the shelf collecting dust, and. I, I sometimes would take it off and dust it off, but eventually it would go back right on that shelf and collect fucking layers of dust, and I hated that shit. So now I'm glad that that part of me, like I am me again, able to indulge and like my brain is giving me ideas again and thinking through through like skits. Like I wanna like that's that's the my next like the next thing I want to get into. I want to want to make skits and short films along with this podcast and um, content for the the podcast page like. So much shit. Like I, I just have this. This I really want to cultivate these things that are mine. Like my creations and my aspirations and dreams. Like I'm still on the lookout for a job, but right now I have money saved up to still pay rent and like enough to live. So I'm I haven't like dove completely into like the job search because I I'm I browse LinkedIn to search for jobs and just to connect and with that whatever, and it's just a constant reminder like. That people are trying super fucking hard, you know, like 200 applications a day type shit probably. And they they get like five declines and the rest are ghosted. In my mind, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm casually still applying, but I'm working on myself. I'm doing that digital media certification. I'm on course two out of seven. It's it's way more engaging. It's dope. Like I I need to, I definitely need to focus on me for for some time. And I, I feel like the like a role is out there. Like I definitely either want to get into like digital marketing slash e-commerce recruiting or HR coordination because I feel like I would genuinely be contributing to something that matters. Like if I'm in recruiting or HR coordination, I'm getting people onboarded, like people that deserve actual roles and jobs. Like this is why like I'm I'm very set on these three because even digital marketing, I'm helping businesses like achieve their goals and, and, and such. Like if I'm helping small businesses grow it's gonna feel fucking amazing this is the stuff that matters and i i'm just i'm i'm thankful i'm able to to be unemployed right now honestly i'm i'm I really am because i i needed it i i needed it because i was i was in a very dark place when i was at work speaking of the job market this is why shy guy chronicles is is postponed because the, like i want to <laughs> stumbling let me take a little look at my notes yes as I'm job searching and going through LinkedIn, I happen to see other people's resumes. And like, it's just crazy to me, like how much our education system can leave out. Like, for example, 
we're never taught how to like really manage money or do our taxes. You kind of figure that shit out later on as you grow. And I feel like one of the things that some people do not learn what they should is like resume design. Not not like just the the aesthetic, like all the hierarchy of their their info. Because I've seen some some impressive people on LinkedIn, but their resumes um two it's two pages of just like a lot of information. I'm not trying to roast anybody's resume. I just know, like, from a recruiter standpoint, they're probably not looking at your resume if it's two pages. The rule is one, one page. So let's jump into some advice for, like, improving your resume. Because one thing I love is, like, when my, my friends that like, come to me for resume help, because that it's, resumes mean a lot. That is, when you're applying for jobs, like it's a, it's a reflection of you, of your achievements and your experience and your skills. So it needs to, it needs to be right. First things first. If your resume is more than one page, it can only be one page because these recruiters, like, think about this. You see, like, 200 plus applicants. They don't have the time to read through a little memoir of your experience. Like, it's fucking impressive, but they they don't have the time. Number two, do, listen, like, yes, I have a digital media production background. Does that mean I'm the best with, like, you know, designing shit? No, I am way more oriented in, like, videography and, I guess, photography and script writing and, and all that. So I do myself a favor and I search for a resume format that is aesthetically pleasing. Something that's easy, like perfectly easy on the eyes, easy to like navigate. You want to make it so like it's just easy to just go through everything. It's like, okay, work experience. And they go down the list and they could see everything, read it clearly. And and, and everything is, is cohesive and, and, and nice. You don't want, like for example, like those in college or even high school, right? Some textbooks, it's just walls of tiny text. To, and it's tiny to fill like all the massive information in, but it's it's not attractive. It's it those textbooks fucking suck. You never want to read those because it's just like monotonous and boring. Because it's just like walls of text. You don't want someone to feel bored or feel like your your resume is monotonous or or even infuriate infuriating. So do yourself a favor, go on Canva or any type of directory that has a ton of resume templates. I recommend Canva because they're they have a lot of aesthetically pleasing like content and assets and just find yourself a good resume that fits your your aesthetic and your vibe and then all you're going to have to do is input all your information and maybe just move things around it's it's going to help you immensely um speaking of like moving all this information around you want to make sure all this information is consolidated you want like 3 to 5 of your strongest points you don't you don't want like 7 points from from one job try to shorten it to like 3 Four, because you just want them to read all those great qualities just quickly, like see see that stuff immediately. So you know you're a, you're a favorite candidate, and all of this information you need to use your professional mind. That's also something that I noticed. A lot of people like they do not sell themselves well. Like I remember um, before graduating college, we had a class called senior seminar, and in that they helped us build our resume. One of the assignments eventually was you know like. If you don't have a resume, start making one, put all your experience that you have, even if it's if it's minimal, or if you do have a resume, tweak it or just send it out. And then the professor gave feedback and we take we take it and, and, and do with it as we please. But um, one of the activities was, you know, bringing your resume to class and um, giving it to, the, to someone next to you. You read their resume, you, they read yours and you give them advice. And I remember there was a guy named Joel on his resume. He had a managerial position for, um, I think, maybe a, a food company or or maybe retail. And his language was not strong. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
how the fuck are you not, I wasn't saying this to him, but in my mind, I'm like, how is this dude not using strong language for this, for this? This is, this is, this is a strong point that you can talk about. This shows leadership. This shows that, that you grew in, in, into this role and that you acquired skills and you have a bunch of skills, but his language was, it, it was weak. No offense. It was, cause it was just bare bones. Like, um, like, let me give an example. Yeah, there we go. I have one written down. Like, you you don't want to oversimplify or downplay your experience. Instead of something like spoke to customers as needed, it could be ensured customer satisfaction. You want to use that professional mind and have, like, those, that, I guess, extensive or big vocabulary because they're also going to double as keywords. That's also what, some, that's what you want to aim for. You want to have strong vocabulary that is also the keywords of the role you're applying for because a lot of systems are run they're not even run by people it's run by computers and they're looking for specific keywords to then be like okay green light put this yeah we can move this guy on and definitely bring him in the process so make sure your language is strong and matches like like the the role requirements like what you're going to do cuz you're literally if it matches their job profile it's like well this is the perfect person for the role they've done this before i've done something like it or have the qualities for it so yes we're definitely going to hire them let's recap cuz i was talking about a lot of things one page minimum. That's it. It does not extend any further. Make sure you choose an aesthetically pleasing template um, because you have to appeal to people. We all like things that look good. So make sure that your resume looks good, which means making sure your hierarchy of everything is, is right. Make sure that things aren't like, uh, you know, not misaligned or different, like a bunch of different sizes or different fonts, uh, two fonts max. You know, you, you choose a font for your cap, like uh, the captions, like work experience certifications, and you could choose another font for your text. Um, ensure that you have three to five of your strongest points in the role and ensure that you have strong vocabulary that is mirroring the, the roles that you're applying for. So you're like when they're screening you for your resume process, you are greenlit. Cool. Went over some resume tips. I also want to talk about some interview tips. Some people are super charismatic. And I've seen them show up to interviews in anything and they'll get the job because they can just finesse like that. Um, you That's a skill that you develop over time and you, you develop it over time by, you know, taking having a lot of interviews and interacting with a lot of different types of interviewers because you know how to you know how to navigate and talk to people better. So one of one of the things that I recommend, like since your resume, it looks fucking amazing. You also need to come up to this interview looking amazing. You know, guys. Come up, come in with your best button up, your best tie, your best pants, your best shoes, because you, it makes it makes an impression. Like it, it, you, you might some people may think it, it doesn't matter, but but trust me, you want the odds in your favor as much as possible. And coming to an interview looking really nice is it's a good reflection. It's a good first impression before you even sit down and speak. And you want that. You want them to look at you like, hold up, this guy, this guy, this woman, this like. Uh, this person they've just entered my space with this aura and this appearance of sophistication so it's it's already going to put them in your mind that you you may be a good candidate it's just about rocking the interview and i'm completely aware that that is that's a task on its own rocking an, an interview it's it's tough you are trying to represent yourself the best you can and you really you probably really want this role the best thing that you can do is is just try to mentally prepare as much as you can you know like, you know, like talk, make sure you talk to yourself. And this goes for a lot of things. Talking to yourself helps a lot. So just check in like, okay, like, how am I feeling? I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Because I have this interview and um, this is a stranger and I need this job 
and you know i'm not the best public speaker and whatever if you work through these emotions and like all of this stuff then you're you're really less prone to to really to feel it on interview day because it's not new it's not like a shock like oh my god like all this is happening because this isn't that you've already thought it through so now you can think more rationally go over your resume like read your strongest qualities go through your experiences and try to rem really remember them so you have things to talk about because they're going to ask questions you know like that's how it always is so try to be ready by you know automatically just remembering these things because sometimes they they throw curveballs and it's like fuck think of like some like some of like those um those broad questions like that that multiple companies can ask like what was a moment when that you experience failure and turn it around think of those big questions and and try to remember your experience to have those answers and i highly 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 recommend having questions for them apparently it's it's a good it's a, it's a good thing to have questions but i'm emphasizing this because like yes you need this role but you also need to screen where you're going to be where like who is hiring you because there's a lot of bad workplaces out there so some really good questions is how do you show value to your employees? Um, maybe asking to talk to an, an talking to an employee. Describe to me how the work life balances in this role. Things like that that definitely like should matter to you. It is not a bad thing to ask questions that look out for you in an interview because keep in mind like this is a place that you're trying to sink. It's it's a job. You're probably gonna sink time in there. So screening it is not a bad thing. So whatever whatever matters to you in a workplace. Make sure like you have those questions ready for them. Like write them down in your phone. Usually I put them in my notes nowadays. I put them in my notes and then I pull up the notes and then I, I'll ask them a question. Ask them how long they've been in the role. How, how did they get into the role? Really engage the person. But the episode is coming to a close. So I want to wind down and end on a more positive note. While I've been creating content where, you know, it's kind of like a narration thing where I speak. I speak in the context like I have an audience when I clearly, clearly don't. And the reason for that is because like, the way manifestation works is you have to speak like you have the thing. So there's no shame in talking like I got a million people watching me, even if I don't, because I'm I'm just trying, I'm trying to cultivate that just over time anyways. So point of this is if you got something that you want to achieve, something that you want to do, start manifesting. And you do that by saying you got this thing. So if you're struggling out here in the job sector, you know, not having a job, apply and be like, I got that. Like whatever the role is, I'm I'm an e-commerce specialist. Like straight up just own that shit. That's really how you you get that abundance you desire. And something else that I that I I mean, I've been saying in um cuz I've also been making some 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 gaming content. I wanted to make like a like a gaming channel, not like a playthroughs or anything, but just like genuinely enjoying games. Something that I that I tell myself when I'm losing and that I say outwardly is like don't lose morale. It's like once you start losing morale in something, you already lost, no matter what it is. Literally, if you start getting in your emotions, you start getting pissed off, sad, whatever, you have lost and you need to check out from whatever the thing is and come back later. So we got to stay up, stay positive. No matter what you're going through, don't lose morale. See you in episode three. Got different things coming. Trying to grow, evolve the podcast every single time. See you in the next one.